This is the Chalk Dinosaur Podcast, episode number two. It's Monday, October 7th, right? Is it the 7th? Yes. And uh, so I've been doing this little experiment for a week now. And in this experiment, I've uh, made seven daily things that I want to do. Seven criteria that uh, I've picked... Because, um, you know, I've done all these things independently and they've made my life better. And I wanted to put them all together for a consistent period of time, a whole month, and see what that could do for me. And I'm, uh, you know, documenting it through this uh, through this podcast, which is kind of like a little, it's kind of like a, a little journal that I could go back to later, you know, 10 years down the road and listen to and say, oh, I remember that, but I don't remember, you know, I didn't remember that quite like, quite like I, you know, I do when I listen to it and I hear exactly what I was thinking. Anyway, the seven things I was doing were uh, I'm waking up at 4.30 every day, um, meditating for 15 minutes a day, um, exercising for one hour a day, I'm uh, drinking a gallon of water a day. I'm uh, not drinking alcohol, smoking cigarettes, or doing any recreational drugs. I'm uh, writing down a task list uh, for the next day. I'm doing that before I go to bed. And uh, what is that? Is that seven things? Exercise, wake up. Oh, yeah, three pages of journaling a day. I think that's it. Seven things. And, uh, yeah, after a week, uh, here's an update. Uh, it's been great so far. I really like it. Um, I thought it was going to be a little bit more of a, of a drag getting up at 4.30 every day and doing this stuff. But, you know, I think for probably the six months leading up to my decision to do this, I'd let my lifestyle kind of dissolve so much that I was really ready to get back to prioritizing a a good lifestyle. So, um, you know, over the six months prior, we played a lot of shows and festivals and I was traveling a lot and going on vacations and it was great. It was it was really great, but I, you know, was drinking a lot, I was smoking cigarettes, you know, just a my my sleeping schedule was very inconsistent so i really really just wanted to have a consistent month a complete month of good stuff i just wanted some consistency because you know i've always been curious you know what would it be like if i just kept my good habits going through the weekend cuz a lot of times during the week i'll like have a solid week and then on the weekend it kind of all just goes out the window and I end up staying up late and drinking and then I sleep in and then I'm just unfocused and ultimately unfulfilled. So that's why I'm doing this. And after a week, it's been really great. A couple of surprises. Uh, one is the amount of energy that I have. Uh, I thought it might take a little while to adjust to waking up at 4.30, but I've been... Uh, very good about going to bed no later than like 10. So usually I'm trying to be asleep by 9.30. And 
waking up at 4.30, I've been surprised that I have energy all throughout the day, all the way until I go to bed. You know, like I have to kind of make myself go to bed because I could keep, I could stay up late, later. But, um, but then I've found when I do want to go to sleep, uh, I'm asleep within 10 minutes probably, really fast. And I sleep through the night. And um, I had one, I missed one day waking up at 4.30. And what happened was I, I woke up before my alarm went off. I turned my alarm off, um, assuming that I was going to get out of bed. And then I accidentally fell back asleep. Um, and then my alarm didn't go off because I turned it off. So that was all right. As long as I didn't completely allow myself to, you know, go go off the rails. So I stayed on track for that day, did everything I was supposed to do, and then I made sure that it didn't happen again the next day. And I set two alarms on my phone and then one on my radio alarm clock, which is what I usually use. And, uh, yeah, so a lot of energy, which was surprising. Uh, sleeping really well. And... Uh, yeah, I think, I don't know. It's kind of hard for me to believe that I'm, uh, have been waking up that early because, uh, I'm typically a very night owl type person and, uh, historically have done most of my working and stuff. You know, I'll be up at four thirty, but it's cause I have been up all night. Um, and then I sleep, you know, really late and, uh, I just didn't like that. I started to not like that because it was, it just made my rhythm so inconsistent. And um, I want a consistent rhythm, you know? Consistent output over time. I'm trying to manufacture offense here, as they say in the, uh, f- the game of football. I'm trying to manufacture some offense. And it's working so far. Um, I'm excited to see how it'll go as I continue to compound these solid days um so uh yeah the the exercising uh as suspected as i expected i was extremely sore after the first day and i was aware that i was probably going to get really sore because i you know hadn't been working out for a while so i was even trying to take it easy and still was just extremely sore um but, you know, this is why I left the one hour of exercise criteria very general because, you know, it, in previous times trying to implement like a routine, I'll make something really specific and try to follow it to a T, but I'll get derailed by something like either just like really sore or have some kind of feel like I have like some kind of injury or something like I, for some reason I'll like get off that plan a little bit or like there'll be like too many people using the thing I want to use so I won't be able to do it and then like it'll throw me off and then I'll I'll end up just like the whole thing will just dissolve so I kept it really general because um I'm just just an hour of of exercise and it could be weightlifting it could be running it could be stretching. It could be walking. It could be anything. Just uh, the important part is that I I show up to wherever the place of exercise is, and I just 
be there for an hour and do something, whatever. And I made it this way because I, I know from prior experience that if I'm, if I show up, uh, the natural inclination is to push myself. So right now I'm just, there's, you know, on some of the days I was kind of just going through the motions and just trying to be doing something for an hour. And I know that as I get in better shape and as my strength and conditioning increases, my desire to push myself is going to increase. I'm just trying to build the habit right now of being active for an hour. And uh, a lot of this comes from, you know, recently I've, I've heard this guy, James Clear, who released a book recently called Atomic Habits. I haven't read the book yet, but I've heard him as a guest on a bunch of podcasts and he, and he like was talking about a lot of the concepts that he uh, wrote about in his book that were really, you know, really resonated with me and made sense to me. So I definitely want to read his book, but one of the things he talks a lot about is, um, you know, focusing on the, the systems and not on the goals. And that just made a lot of sense to me. I'm, you know, I can't explain it as well as he can, but basically, you know, I'm not worried about numbers. I'm not worried about, uh, certain end point, you know, I've thought of, you know, where ultimately I'd like to be and that's like a way to set trajectory and then and then you just focus on what the daily things are that that uh you know, align with that trajectory. So, working out, being active for an hour a day. That's all I'm focused on. And it's actually made it's made um exercising a lot more enjoyable cuz I don't have this expectation of like what I need to do, how much I should be doing. Like if I'm not, if I'm like not feeling good that day and like not having a great workout, that's fine. As long as I'm there for an hour, that's all that matters. Um, so we'll see how that goes. That's like my philosophy going into it this time. And it's the same thing with the meditation and the writing, the journaling, uh, similar to the exercise, the meditation, uh, you know, over the last six months, I've kind of like fallen out of that habit. And uh, whenever you start doing it again, it's pretty difficult. Uh, it's pretty difficult to focus and just be sitting still and like not engaging your thoughts for, for you know, 30 seconds. It's, it's really hard. So, you know, these meditation sessions, they haven't been that, that good. Uh, but it is a practice and you get better at it the more you do it, especially if you're doing it consistently. So, you know, I've been through this progression and I do know that it gets easier. Um, so I'm not worrying about it. I'm just sitting there for 15 minutes doing my best and, um, not worrying about not getting, you know, not getting frustrated. You know, if I'm not, if I don't feel like I'm doing it well and the journaling is the same way. And that that's the way the journal should be. You know, you shouldn't be, well, in my, my journaling, like, approach, you know, definitely not worrying about making it good, not trying to come up with any profound insights or anything, just writing, getting things off my mind. And uh, through time and consistency, you start to get 
more and more interesting and insightful things out of your mind and make a lot more observations. So yeah, establishing the habit, just trying to focus on the system and the system's been great so far. Um, waking up early, uh, I have much less of an urge to rush, which is nice. Like I can take my time when I, when I don't wake up early, I'm like, I don't have time to meditate or, or to exercise or to journal. Like I'll just like do that stuff at the end of the day. And then I end up, you know, not doing it. Just, that's just what happens. So prioritizing the time to allow myself to like do these things and not, not be rushing and kind of doing it as an afterthought instead prioritizing these healthier, more positively beneficial lifestyle things. Prioritizing that is something I've been wanting to do for, you know, since the last time I had a good run of good living. But, um, yeah, whenever life gets crazy, all the, all the good practices, that aren't, you know, work-related, just get pushed out of the way. And it ends up, you know, I end up shooting myself in the foot with that because then I'm just, you know, a lot more scatterbrained, less energy, feel less good about stuff. I'm just doing, I'm just focused on getting the stuff done I have to get done. And I think a big part of being able to allow myself to, you know, focus on the uh, lifestyle things that aren't work-related, you know, like meditating, journaling, exercising, which are the three most helpful things that I've discovered. Um, you just have to, well, for me, I just had to make the time for it. And where do you get the time for it? Uh, I'm cutting it out from the night because, yeah, so usually at 9, 9 o'clock, 9.30, the times when I want to just like stay up later and later, what I'm doing at that hour is usually watching TV and eating snacks. And so I have to cut myself off so I can be asleep by 930. You know, I'm not doing anything productive. I'm not really doing anything social. Um, I'm just sitting, watching TV and eating or sitting, eating, and, like, reading articles. Not intentionally reading articles to get specific information, but just reading, just, you know, consuming content, like, trying to just jam stuff into my brain so it doesn't, you know, because it feels good not to be using it for some reason. Some kind of instant gratification thing. But anyway, yeah, so I'm not, I'm not doing anything useful. Um... So by cutting off that, that could go on, you know, when it's 9.30 and I'm like, all right, I, I'm going to go to bed now instead of continuing to watch TV and eat snacks. If I, you know, before I started this little experiment, I could be doing that, watching TV and eating snacks for hours, for many hours after 9.30. Um, and I would get <laughs> trapped in that. And even just like, I'm well aware, like I should go to bed. This is like, I'm wasting time right now. I, this is like <laughs> well beyond the point of relaxing. Uh, but for some reason I just got stuck in the loop. So it feels good to be 
it feels affirming to have like cut out that wasted time, which, you know, easily two hours could be wasted. Um, and instead moving that to the morning, waking up after a full night of rest and, uh, being able to actually be productive and have energy and stuff to to do something that's going to be more fulfilling to me, which is, you know, working on music, working on anything creative. I mean, I've got so much stuff that I'm trying to do, um, and it can feel overwhelming like, like, I don't have enough time to do it all, but this has been a big help. Um, just cutting out a lot of the unnecessary, unuseful, time-consuming media and snacks. <laughs> uh, hey, I love doing that as much as the next guy or girl. But uh, I also realize the... Uh, the effects of that. So, what of the, yeah, this week, I I was pretty excited. I've, I've been, you know, learning uh, graphic design stuff is something I've been thinking about more and more and wanting to become proficient in more and more. Like, if I could be as comfortable with Illustrator and Photoshop, if I could be as comfortable with that as I am with Logic, which is what I record music in, that would be amazing because there's so many instances where I need graphic design and uh being that I really don't make any money from Chalk Dinosaur uh you know a lot of times I'm trying to trying to be cheap I guess to put it <laughs> put it uh, one way like there are certain instances where I'll where I'll spend money to to do stuff like get get music mastered for certain albums or like anything uh anything like that but i'm pretty pumped well I've, I've dabbled in graphic design before and you know it's just like with music like it's a struggle in the beginning to try and make something that comes off as like professional and not not amateur uh and like i don't know if i've gotten past that point yet and i'm kind of using chalk dinosaur as my kind of guinea pig uh like outlet to like to give me a reason to you know learn that stuff um and i feel like i made a very some very good strides in this last week um actively seeking out uh tutorials and um getting getting into some of the more advanced and deeper features of illustrator things that right off the bat once I kind of learned how to do these things, kind of made a big difference to my eye, at least, which is, you know, not the same as somebody who is a true professional at this. But anyway, I'm excited about what I came up with for this next album because I'm, I'm, I'm closing in finally. Uh, this is the light. I see the light at the end of the tunnel for this next album, which is going to be, it's like a compilation album of all these beats and electronic compositions that I've been amassing over the last year, maybe. Some of these are ideas that have been kind of in the works for 
more than that. You know, I think the oldest one, the oldest ones, uh, maybe like four, like from four years ago and just got around to finishing it and releasing is coming up. But, um, yeah, some of them have just been sitting around, um, and I just was trying to put all these things together to get them finished and released so they're not just sitting there so people can listen to them because otherwise they're just going to sit there and like what's the point there you know and and they're things that I like and they're not I mean they're not like masterpieces or anything but I like them I get enjoyment out of listening to them and I I want to release them so other people can listen to them too and also the creative creative um like constipation for lack of a better word i hate that feeling where i am sitting on all this music that i need to finish that is like 90 percent done and i just i want to finish it and move on i don't want to just move on and can it all because i like it uh but yeah i just i want to get things flowing so right now i'm looking at 17 tracks It'll be a 17-track album. And I was considering, should I split it up into two two albums and, and stagger the release so I kind of can provide a more consistent flow of new music um, and kind of release one half of it, you know, split them up into two albums. Because honestly, 17 tracks, that's a lot for a listener to uh, absorb, you know, um, I could imagine it could take a long time to get through that, and a lot of these songs will be looked over probably because of the length of it, you know, until somebody has a long drive or something and can listen the whole thing. But uh, I keep coming back to, no, I just want to, like, get these these out the door because I have another album behind this one that is about 80% done. And that album's going to be a song-based album. So these are these are songs with words, uh, very vocally and lyrically oriented. Some of them are electronic. Some of them are more acoustic-y. Not acoustic, but like, you know, band instrumentation, like rock instrumentation. Or acoustic, yes, yeah, so one of them's acoustic, but it'll be... Uh, It'll be less sh- less songs for sure, but I want to finish this and start working on that. But I guess if I split it up, it would still be done either way, and I could buy me a little more time to tinker with the song album. Anyway, that's for me to decide, I guess. But uh, I kind of just want to put out a giant blob and move on. And uh, yeah, and then after the song album... There is, I'm also, I've begun working on a Chalk Dinosaur and Friends 2, which if you're not familiar, I released an album called Chalk Dinosaur and Friends, and that was an album that featured a different Pittsburgh player uh, on each track. And these were players that I came to know through a festival called Farm Jamalama. And the first year I went, uh, it was like a mind-blowing experience because I didn't know any of the this. I didn't know anything about this scene of music of all these bands and really, really talented musicians. And so my mind was blown. And 
there were some musicians that really stood out to me or, you know, stuck in my memory. And those are the ones that I contacted to be on this album. So I'm, I love that album and I want to do another one because, uh, I just, I just like that, uh, that kind of common thread, that kind of communal community pittsburgh get together mcdonald's chicken nuggets introducing beyond burger impossible meats etc okay i don't know i don't know what just happened there uh anyway i want to do another chalk dinosaur and friends album featuring you know some of the same players but also some some different players that weren't on the last one because there's only so much time in a day you know i i want to work with so many other people but just takes time, you know? So, in addition to that, let's talk about the band. Um, so, uh, over the past probably two years, we've been slowly incorporating more and more full band shows. Uh, the band, or, you know, Chalk Dinosaur Live, these days exists primarily as a four-piece live band now involving my brother Nick on drums, who has been playing with me forever. I mean, going all the way back to Chalk Dinosaur 1.0, back uh, 2009, 2010, before he, before he was, you know, even gone through puberty. He was playing drums with me. And uh, Andrew Belcastro on the bass, who, he grew up across the street from us. I've known him since he was in diapers. Nick and Nick and him have been friends probably since before they could, their brains could even form memories. Um, so they go way back. We all go way back. And John, who we just met a couple years ago and, you know, had an instant instant connection with one of those people that, you know, he came over to jam and uh, just a random, he just randomly hit me up and we, we set up a jam session. And it was one of those times where... Uh, you just uh it's just instant instant friends and connecting on all levels so that's been great he's been you know slowly doing more and more shows until probably a year let's see what was a year ago a year ago was the farm first farm jam that john played with us i think and that was that like kind of kicked off ever since then we've been doing mostly all full band shows Anyway, I'm getting way off track here. So, in addition to all these albums that I'm working on, aside from the full band, now that our our like playing season is over, that went from you know April until this last festival at the end of September, we've got some time with no shows. Uh, it's time to get started putting together ideas for our next full band album. Uh, and we we do have some ideas going that have kind of come out of practice just in between practicing songs we'd jam and we've we've got plenty of ideas um we just need to focus them we just need to like arrange them which is the less fun and more challenging part but um yeah we're going to I want to try and do a different approach this time so last album all of those song ideas came from jam sessions that we recorded. Well, almost all of them. Uh, so we'd jam for a couple hours and record it, and then we'd, you know, we'd all listen to it and we'd identify 
the parts that were cool. Like, ooh, that could be a song or that could be something. And then we had to kind of try and figure out how to put it together into a song. And it's really, it was really hard because with the jams, they just, they're morphing so slowly as the jam goes on. It's not like we just start playing an awesome part. It like evolves slowly into that part. And then we're doing that for a little bit and then it morphs. And then it goes in all these places and trying to figure out how to like bottle that up. It was really challenging. And uh, so for a lot of them, I would listen to the jam. I'd isolate the parts that were cool. And then I, I individually would kind of make a scratch track in my uh, recording software. So I would just do like the basic melodies or I was trying to like arrange it into a structure that made sense and then I sent it to the guys and they you know would comment on it and we would just uh that's how usually the way it was structured out is that's pretty much the way we ended up recording it but then we did it we did it piece by piece so once we had the scratch track set up with just the basic structure, just the roadmap of where the song was going to go and how long each section was going to go for. Then Nick, we did all the drums. Nick laid down the drums. And then, um, yeah, and then we just layered everything else um, piece by piece. And so that's the method that I use when I record by myself a lot, obviously, because that's how it has to be. Um, and the challenge with recording a band like that is, you know, there'd be these magical moments in our jam sessions. It would be like, oh, that part was awesome. But then it becomes very difficult to get back to that place when you're not all playing together. So trying to do it piece by piece was difficult to, to get, to get it to sound, to get, to capture that same like energy as when when we're playing it and especially when we played it you know the first couple times when the energy was like when we were all excited about was what was happening not that the, we weren't when we were recording but it's a lot different you know when you're in a studio recording to a pre-recorded drum track instead of playing in a you know with everybody in the room and it's much louder and you can feel the drums and the bass and everything it's just different so anyway that was a long long little thing there. I could talk about this forever. Um, so we're going to try this next one. Well, what I want to try is do all the arranging and structuring together in our practice room or just together in a room, figure out the structure of the songs and write them more together um, and practice them so we can record all of the rhythm parts live by rhythm parts i mean drums bass and rhythm guitar so everything except for guitar solos would be great to record that live we could record the whole album in one day if we just prepared knew this knew the songs and the rhythm parts you know those usually aren't hard to to execute like we could do that and it would also help us write, I think it would help with the writing because it would, it would impose some re, uh, restrictions and restrictions are, can be very helpful in 
creating, you know, being creative. You have restrictions. You know, we can only do so much. We can't, we have to play within our means. We have to make it sound good with what we can do in, you know, all together. Whereas when you record it piece by piece, you can keep layering and you can like, you can just do things and like do transitions and tonal transitions and stuff. You can do all this stuff that sounds cool, but is, you know, difficult to, to do live or doesn't translate as easily or as well live. So we're trying to, trying to write the stuff together, play it together, record it live, and then do overdubs of the tricky stuff. Like, um, you know, I wouldn't do the vocals live if there were any vocals. I would, I would do those here. Uh, and guitar solos, that's another thing that I don't want to be doing on studio time because I'll do, you know, I'll record hours uh, just for for a couple days, just do, just play to it a ton. And then from that, find the best, like, melodic runs or the best, just find the best uh, notes <laughs> out of that. And then usually... You know, so I'll like comp together my favorite licks and melodic notes uh, for, and kind of like, it's kind of like a collage solo. And then from that, I'm like, all right, these, this is like the sequence of notes that I feel like is the best and like that I like the best. Then I'll record that sequence of notes and try and do that um, in more of a continuous take. To give it a more, you know, just a jag. I don't know what I'm talking about right now. I Actually, I know. I do know what I'm talking about. But I don't know how to express it sometimes. Okay. Oh, where was I? Jeez. Uh, yeah, the new album. The new full band album. album. Yeah, I want to do something short, manageable, recorded mostly live. Just uh, spend more time in the pre-production and just the planning and then go to a studio bang it out and then release it and move on to the next one because you, you know you know how i was talking about creative constipation earlier just getting backed up with ideas and you want to keep you want to keep that stuff flowing and that's always been my mo is keeping it flowing, not getting caught up in, ah, it's not good enough. Like that is the biggest obstacle for so many creative people. I feel like, um, they just, it never, it, it's really hard for them to accept, you know, to let go of things being the way they are. Um, you know, getting way too, nitpicky about it and like being too critical of it to the point where they never are able to finish anything and you know if you're playing the long game you you make so much more progress by just accepting the faults finishing it and moving on and applying what you learned to the next uh to the next thing that you work on instead of spending all your time trying to perfect this one piece of music or this one something, anything. And boy, I could talk a lot about that, but that's I, my pottery teacher in high school 
really uh, <laughs> gave me an amazing piece of advice about pottery, but you know, it it applied to anything artistic or creative. And you know, I'm sure it's been said in many different ways, but his advice was to, you know, if you wanna if you wanna get good at pottery, don't focus on making one good pot. Focus on making a thousand pots, and then out of those thousand, you're gonna have some good ones, um, and you're gonna be a lot better. Um, so doing music, I, that was my approach. Uh, just finish the idea, make it a complete idea, and then move on and be okay with it not being great and just make a better one the next time. And what I've found is that the ratio of good ones to bad ones uh, gets better and better um, the more overall output you've produced, at least for me. you know. So now I'm at a point where with certain styles of music and stuff, like I feel pretty confident in being able to make a cool idea most of the time, as opposed to, you know, only one out of every 10, it'll be five out, of, five out of every 10 or something. But it really is a numbers game. And, uh, yeah, I've got to keep that mindset because as I feel like my abilities and skills have, like, been building my expectations are, have also been building, which can be a source of pressure because, you know, I come to expect a certain level of quality. And um, so I'm more susceptible now to this perfectionist constipation, artistic constipation than I was when I was younger. And, you know, there's a saying that, you know, uh, you know, you got to give yourself permission to write a bad song. And that saying is, you know, the same thing as I was talking about before. Like, you just got to, uh, you know, it's also referred to as the beginner's mind. Like, just be okay with making mistakes. Be okay with something you make not being, you know, great. It's fine. It's totally okay. You get better by doing more, you know, by practicing, not by toiling over one thing. Like, you just have to cycle through ideas and the more you're in that creative place the more ideas will come to you and the more fluent your creativity will be at least that's the way it's been for me so it's, it's that way with like writing lyrics it's really hard it's a very vulnerable exercise but the more you do it and the more you just sit down like I, I used to go through kind of these little exercises where I'd be like, all right, I'm just going to write a song. I don't care if it sucks. Like, it doesn't have to be about any, like, I'm just going to write a song that flows and rhymes. Like, I'm not, I'm totally unattached to the result. I'm just going to write it. And I would, that's how I started writing songs. I'm like, all right, I'm just going to write lyrics. Like, I don't care if these suck. And then just being in that creative space, better lyrics started coming to me. And I started to get better at, writing them and they started to become easier to find and so yeah like I was saying about the hour of exercise and like I'm just focusing on showing up to that space it's exactly the same way with the creative with the creative world 
you show up and be there in that space and then things will naturally start to happen if you show up and uh yeah but if you don't if you're not there you know it's not gonna it happens sometimes where a, a random idea will pop into my head and it'll be a it'll work out well like a really good idea will just pop into my head not not that frequently though it's the more I try to think of ideas and the more I explore ideas, the more frequently they appear. Kind of like, mm, yeah, I don't know where I was going to make another something. Okay, yeah, what else do I have? Oh, yeah, oh, my camera's going to die. I got I to gotta plug this in so I can continue. Hold on. Okay, we're back after plugging the camera in because you can't have the camera die in the middle of a take here. So yeah, about this perfectionism stuff. That's going to be a real challenge with this podcast. Uh, because my natural inclination is to keep trying things and keep trying to improve them and do them over and over. And, uh, you know, that's how I like to record music I enjoy like exploring ideas and and getting it the way I getting it you know just right just the way that I like it and um you know I'm not going to do that with this and it's going to be hard because there's a lot of ideas that I want to express that don't always come out as good as I want them to um when I'm just going off the cuff like this but I don't want it to be like a script you know I don't want it to be like I'm reading a speech because the thing that I enjoy about podcasts a lot, well, the podcast that I do enjoy, uh, hearing somebody speak candidly really gives me a good sense of who they are or a much better sense of that. And it makes me feel kind of like I know them a little better. Well, it definitely makes me feel like I know them better, and it makes me feel more connected to them. So, you know, that's what I want to, that's what I would want this to be like. I, You know, if I'm listening to somebody make a speech, yeah, like some of their personality comes through and some of their, you know, who they are comes through. But a lot of times, you know, a lot of that is, is not there uh, in the same way that it is. If you were listening to somebody have a conversation with another person or somebody kind of just reflecting on their own thoughts. So that's what I'm going to do. And honestly, yeah, I, I feel like, you know, there may be certain thoughts that I might put into a specific wording that I really feel strongly about and I might read that, read a little segment or something, but for the most part, I don't want it to be like that. But it is going to be hard because, you know, I don't know if anybody's going to find this interesting. It doesn't really matter that much, I guess. Like, even if I just listen to this in 10 years and it'll be interesting for me. So I guess, you know, it'll still be worth it. Um, uh, where was I going? The, uh, <laughs> yeah, the, it'll be hard to to do the, the podcast without, yeah, I, I just had the urge to do another take and, like, try to get it better and more succinct. 
But you know, the podcast is not all about being succinct. Anyway, <laughs> I'm probably going to have to tinker with this and explore as I go along. Um, and that's what I'm going to do. I'm just starting this. I'm not going to try and make the perfect content plan before I start doing this because if I do that, it'll probably be six months from now and I probably won't have recorded anything. So I'm just going to start and see where it goes and uh, not get too caught up in the details and kind of let let the uh, sub- subsequent recording experiences inform the changes that I will or won't make to how I'm doing this. Um, anyway, I think... Let me see what else I have. Yeah, well, hoping to release an album this month. I think with this uh, consistent flow of energy and available time to work, I think that is going to happen. I've already made the album cover, which I'm very happy about and very, very uh, excited that I have feel like I've reached another small level of being able to do graphic design stuff. Uh, which is important to me. I want to... Okay, there's a couple of things. I, I want to become very proficient at graphic designing um, because that's such a... That would be such a valuable skill. Uh, so I'm going to... I'm focusing on that, you know, in addition to the music, graphic designing. Really want to get good at that. And uh, another thing, probably this will have to be later... Maybe not later in life. I don't know. I really want to become proficient at uh, electronics. Because um, uh, being able to, to build and service electronics, like my keyboards, my tube amplifiers, tube amplifiers, would be really helpful. Um I don't know what else. Those, those two would be the most helpful skills right now. Video skills, too. And I used to do a lot of video uh, in high school. That's initially what I imagined I would be doing for the rest of my life is video work. Um, and I still do some video, but it's mostly just utility stuff, like just syncing up video to audio. I'm not really doing anything too creative with it. Uh, but, you know, that window, I, I could imagine that window opening up at any point. Um, you know, I really enjoyed doing it. And I know when you get really deep into a, a video project and you kind of get into a project, it's really, really fun. And I've had some of the funnest times making stupid videos uh, with my friends and just some of the hardest laughter and really joyous, uh, really joyous times, uh, just uncontrollable, gut-wrenching, laughing, uh, yeah, it was really fun, um, so yeah, I could see, I could see myself getting into that again, uh, at some point, you know, music and video go together hand in hand, and that would, that would obviously be a very good skill to have, uh, sharpened, so, um, yeah, here's the, uh, this month, this 
month of executing these daily seven criteria. Um, a lot of it, you know, it's about establishing momentum. Momentum's very, very important. And it's very, you know, evident momentum in either direction. That's why I I really was tired of the yo-yo, the yo-yo life. Because it, on the weekends, you're establishing momentum in a bad direction. In the week, you're establishing momentum in a good direction. And it's just this back and forth fighting between these two, uh, these two forces. So, so far, I mean, this is the first weekend that I've just kept my routine steady through the weekend. It didn't alter it at all. And, uh, so there's been no change in my energy or available time from the weekend and the week, and it's been great. I understand that I'm, you know, I'm in a bit of a unique situation because I'm, I work from home, uh, but still, you know, that doesn't change the fact that the weekend feeling, feeling the same on the weekend as I do during the week has been really nice, just a constant flow, constant, consistent energy. That's what I'm after because energy, it's uh, the most valuable resource we have other than time. So, uh, momentum. Trying to get some momentum going in the right direction. And so far, I feel a lot of momentum. And the consistency has been great. You know, consistency seems to be the key to life. I wrote a song called A Little Every Day uh, off the album Bounce in 2017. Little Every Day. Little things add up. And uh, we're talking about the compound effect of all this McDonald's chicken nuggets, Beyond Meat chicken nuggets. We got some meatless meatballs. I'm gonna make some chili tonight with some of the it's a it's a meatless meatball and I'm gonna I'm gonna put I'm gonna put uh I'm gonna put diced tomatoes and I'm gonna put three different kinds of beans and I'm gonna put I'm gonna crumble up these meatless meatballs, then I'm gonna then I'm gonna put some jalapenos and who knows i might put some red lentils in there i might put some potatoes i'm definitely gonna put some onions in there garlic you know i don't even know what i'm gonna put in there yet but it's gonna be good it's gonna be good and it's gonna be dense it's gonna be really dense because i'll tell you what on tuesday i weighed myself and i was 149 pounds and uh that's pretty light for me that's and you know that's because over the last six months i haven't been exercising or eating consistently i've been traveling a lot going to festivals you know not living a very healthy life and for me if i'm living an unhealthy life i'm getting lighter uh so 149 that's pretty light that's about that's about 10 pounds lighter than what i am when i'm you know doing everything right in my mind you know eating well and exercising regularly closer to 160 and then I weighed my, so I ate a ton this week, I feel like. I ate a ton. And, you know, I worked out every day, and I weighed myself on Friday, and I was 147. I'd lost two, I'd lost two pounds. Uh, so that was interesting. But like I said, not really focused on numbers this time around. Uh, because 
if I focus on numbers and I'm like, oh, you know, I want to be this arbitrary number of weight or I want to be able to lift this arbitrary number of pounds or I want to be able to run this arbitrary number of miles in an hour or, you know, something like that. It makes the process less enjoyable for me because then the expectation, I'm always measuring against it. And, you know, if I'm not hitting it or if I have an off day, it's discouraging. So instead, I'm trying to relish in the act itself. Anyway, I've already talked about this. Um, well, you know... I guess I'll give I'll give one more little thing about the exercise thing and how not not specific I am with it. So I was really sore. Yesterday I I had pushed my exercise off. You know, I was doing it in the morning, but I, on that day I pushed it off till later so I could do other stuff in the morning. And it worked out well cuz I was able to finish the album cover that I was working on. Um, but yeah, it was getting starting to get late. I was driving through Wexford where where I went to high school and I was like, man, I gotta get extra I gotta get an hour of exercise in. I'm not gonna, you know, the the the, the gym ascend or the climbing gym, they're gonna be closed when I get back to Southside where I live. So I happen to be passing my high school. And I know they have a bunch of fields and awesome places to run around there. So I, I pulled in there. I went to their one of their like alternate practice fields. They're like I think it was like their lacrosse field, practice field or something. There were a bunch of lacrosse nets set up. And I just ran I just did running. Um I was like, alright, I'll just like run around for an hour and like do do like different kinds of running movements. And it was great, but I I started out way too hard, and I like ran ran some hundred yard like hundred yard sprints, you know, like not really sprints, like seventy five percent. Ran some, just ran some random like running movements that you do, you know, if you ever played sports like warm up, different kinds of running like karaoke and backpedaling and skipping and all that stuff. I got, I was like, it was great, but I got real tired out real fast. And then I, I looked at my watch and it had been like 10 minutes. I'm like, oh, how am I supposed to, what am I going to do for an hour? Like, I'm pretty whipped. So I did, I just kept lightening up the running, did some stretching. And then eventually I was like, man, I just want to go home. I feel like I worked out really hard. It hasn't been an hour yet though. So what I did was I just walked, I just walked around for like the last 20 minutes and I listened to a podcast and just walked. I'm like, all right, this is okay. I'm doing something active. I'm filling up this hour. And, um, yeah, so I was happy about that. I'm happy. I'm happy. I didn't just go home and, you know, I'm not sure the walking really did much, but it's, it's the practice. It's the system that I'm trying to establish here. So, is that everything I got to say today? I think it is. I I think uh, 
I think now I'd just be wasting your time and my time by dribbling on. So, uh, yeah, I'll catch up in another week with more progress on how things are going. But so far, great success, feeling great, feeling very productive, feeling excited. I'm very excited about every day.